Ladies and gentlemen, it is two days until the big event in London, which promises to be massive. But more than that, the vaccine injured and bereaved need and deserve your support. I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for them. And you should too. So in the words of John Watt, get down to Portland Place this Saturday at 1pm and bring the noise. Today I'm speaking with Alex Kelly, who lost her mother four days after she received the AstraZeneca vaccine, and then sadly lost her brother a year later due to complications involving COVID-19. Let's just put it that way. So when people like Alex get called anti-vaxxer and conspiracy theorist, it really leaves a bitter taste. She's going to tell us all about UKCV Family, the support group for people who find themselves in her position. Always censored, never silent, this is Unwashed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to be here today with Alex Kelly. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm all right, thank you, Nick. Yourself? I'm I'm good. Now good. I've I've got you on to explain about everything you're doing with UK CV Family. Um, yeah, which, which is great. It's sort of the the central hub for people in your in your position. Um, but first of all, you should tell us like why you've ended up at the head of UK CV Family and what your story is. So um, I um, lost my, my beautiful mum uh, in January 2021, four days after the AstraZeneca vaccine was given to her. Um, and, you know, I can talk about that a little bit, um, but just to sort of say why I how I found UK CV family um, was actually only just this autumn gone in, um, uh, I think it was, yeah, 2022, just still catching up with the year. Um, because I was looking for support myself. Um, and then sadly my brother died the following January from COVID related issues. So I was in a very dark place waiting for my mum's inquest, um, just scrabbling around trying to find any support because there really is very little out there and, and found UKCV and um, they have been amazing. So I um, help with the bereaved group. There's in vaccine injured, vaccine bereaved, and there's the extended family group. And they're just, they're just amazing because it's just so much support. It's um, a lot of information. There's a lot of them who have, I mean, particularly the vaccine injured, who have got so much uh, that I'm learning from. Um, I keep saying this about the vaccine injured, but it just God hope these doctors start listening to them because there's so much that can happen and is happening to people's bodies from these vaccines. I mean, my mum didn't die of clots. I'll just put, you know, I'll just tell you exactly. Um, what, what, what happened to her, it was pneumonitis induced by AstraZeneca vaccine, which is what the pathologist's findings were at the inquest, and that was ruled. Um, so I'm learning bone pain, 24-7 um, headaches, uh, limb issues. I mean, obviously we know about people getting their limbs amputated. Uh, we know about the clots. Um, my mum's uh, lung issues was aggravated by the vaccine and, and, and then caused her to die. And I'm hearing that from the vaccine injured, so many different things that they are dealing with, that these doctors need to start listening to them um, because I'm learning so much as well. Um, and so that's how, I, that's how I found the UK CV family, just, just sort of scrabbling around for support. And sadly, uh, more and more people are coming to the groups um, at the moment. And obviously you've got fantastic groups like Vib UK, um, Global Jab Injuries, there's so many sadly so many yeah but I think it does represent um a change or oh, I remember feeling like a change in the air when I suddenly saw all these accounts when I was on Twitter I'm not on Twitter anymore Bless but you. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw all these accounts with the VBK avatar um and everyone was suddenly there was this support network 
um, and people weren't like these isolated cases and we were to see patterns and and it is awful being in like in our position I'm presuming you don't have any kind of medical background but we know all of no. these terms now all of these that's it well my mom was a retired nurse but my brother and I couldn't put a plaster on straight you know we had no interest um but you know bless her she was a Marie Curie nurse you know she she was a very passionate nurse and loved her profession she'd be disgusted with her profession right now if she was here she'd be wiping the floor with 50 percent of them I can tell you um, but it goes it goes to the coroners as well. I want to know what the hell they think they're playing at, because um, I'm seeing a lot of that going on. I've got first-hand experience of what we had to legally do to get an inquest, and I've also got people now coming to me who are where we were as a family almost two years ago, because we just had my brother's first anniversary, and we're about to have my mum's second anniversary. So I my heart breaks because they're coming and they have got no clue, as I didn't legally, what the hell to do. Um, but we got very lucky with with who we found to represent us. Um, so so how did all of that look? Your mum died four days after after the jab. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so how was all of that? Did you guys you you connected the dots, and then how did you get it confirmed? What's this process with the inquest? Um, well, don't forget there was this was the lockdown of 2020, 2021 Christmas. So it was the January 2021 and the, the this, this amazing vaccine rollout had only just started that autumn winter. So I, did, I wasn't connecting any dots. I was I was wanted to walk in front of a bus. You know, our mum was our world. And I say we because I always talk for me and my brother because he, you know, fought with me to get the inquest. And for me, without him and the rest of my family, I wouldn't have made it because she was... Yeah, I mean, she was our world. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, so but so we weren't connecting the dots and it wasn't until that she, the pathologist, not the pathologist, sorry, the, she went to um, the coroners and they said, we can give you an interim death certificate for the service. And AstraZeneca was on it. And we didn't, I was like, what? Um, I, I no idea at all about death certificates. So we waited until June of that year, June 2021, to be told that now there won't be an inquest. So we were just, my brother and I were just scrabbling around, as I say, in the dark. Um, and it's funny the people that cross your path in life. Um, this really lovely friend um, came into my life off of Facebook, which I can't stand Facebook, but again, I was on various groups trying to find support and uh, she said, oh, look, I, I read your mum's case and I'm actually retired medically as well. And I, I think you should speak to Peter Todd, who is this fantastic medical solicitor. Um, and I know a lot of the vaccine injured and bereaved have know him or have spoken to him. Um, and he was amazing. So I did. And he looked at mum's case, uh, short story. Um, we, we got the inquest, but it wasn't until June 2022. But we, we, we went down the path of having to threaten the coroner with a judicial review via Peter because she wasn't budging. Um, and I didn't know this, but Peter explained to me that with any death, if there is, you can have multiple reasons for a death, but if there is one thing that is unnatural on the death certificate or is showing as unnatural, um, they, there has to be an inquest. And it might turn out that it wasn't anything unnatural, but that has to be looked into. So he couldn't understand why this had happened. So eventually we got the inquest, as I say, June 2022, which I believe is actually quite quick from what some people are going through at the moment. Um, and it just makes you, you know, you just don't want to be that theorist. And But it makes you go, well, why weren't you holding an inquest? What were you doing? I mean, I want to know what these coroners and pathologists are doing. Um, we were very lucky. Um, we had an amazing pathologist. I'll be honest, because my brother didn't live to see the inquest, but we discussed, my brother and I, when, when he, he luckily found out uh, before he died that Peter had managed to get the inquest um, set. And um, I said to my brother, you know, we're going to have a fight on our hands because they're going to whitewash this. I mean, they were shoving my mum's case under the carpet, which is why I know full well because it was my experience and I don't need anyone telling me I, I don't know what I'm talking about. We just went through this. Her case was getting shoved under the carpet and 
if it hadn't been for Peter, we, we still now, we would never really know. And there are so many people who are coming to me now who are getting fobbed off and who have been fobbed off. And I'll be honest, they will never know. They will never know the truth now. It's too late. Okay, once you've had a service, sorry to be blunt, but there is no evidence other than what they took at the time or paperwork that was at the time that was issued. It's too late. So I was really grateful that we, we got the inquest and the pathologist was amazing. Um, as I say, we expected a whitewash, but he was like, no, this was fatal for her. He, his words were, and I'll never forget it, um, she would be here today had she not been given the AstraZeneca vaccine. Now the coroner couldn't believe that and asked him to reiterate it. Are you confirming this was fatal? I mean, this is, this is word for word what he said. And then it was ruled as um, a, a pneumonitis induced by AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, I've got a few things that are going on legally that I can't talk about that I'm um, pursuing at the moment, but that's as much as I can say about what was said and what, what has been certified and what has been done. Um, but this is, this is infuriating me now because as I'm getting stronger, I am, my heart is breaking for people who are coming to me individually, and I'm sure other bereaved people have this, as well as to the groups. And they're like, what do I do? No, I'm not legal. So all I can say is that this was my experience and this is what my brother and I did. Um, but what is going on with the coroners? What are they doing? You know, I, I, can, I can hazard a guess, but you've got to wonder what on earth they're doing. Well, if it wasn't for that pathologist, I would be in the dark still. You're exactly right. You know, when John O'Looney first popped up, one of the questions is why aren't why aren't there hundreds of men like this? He can't be the mm. only one. He can't be the only one seeing this. Yeah. Um, and I guess what we need to infer from like what's what your case looks like is do you do you feel lucky that they put AstraZeneca on the death certificate? And do you think that that's pretty rare? Um, I feel very lucky and I feel it's very rare. And I think, I mean, at the time, it's not, to lose her was going to be devastating. We were really close, my mum, my brother and myself. Um, a tight unit. I've got wonderful family. Um, but the three of us was, you know, was really tight. And to lose her was going to be devastating for both me and James. Um, that was my brother, James. Um, but to lose her to something that's complex like this, and you're and either using the word gaslit every five minutes, but it's true. You are ignored, you're mocked. You, you don't want this. So I felt looking back at the time, it was devastating. I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be the vaccine. I took her for the damn appointment. I can still see her now having the jab. You know, neither she nor I agreed with it. So it's like, well, you know, she had it. So what, does she deserve death? She was a nurse and she was questioning it. But at the time, you don't expect to die. You don't expect to be injured to the point of you're going to be in a wheelchair, you know, or, or you're going to have um, skin issues, sight issues. I mean, the list for the vaccine injured is just unbelievable. Um, so she took it. Um, and to have it on the death certificate, yes, it gave us that that doorway that we didn't realize was there at the time because you don't, you don't want it to be this you do not want this um and you if it's her time and she's had her life it's going to be hard enough to lose her but she's going to have it would be her time this was not her time she shouldn't have died and in my opinion they astrazeneca have killed my mother and i'm that blunt about it and they can say what they like but they didn't even turn up to the inquest neither did the mhra and Peter had requested them either turn up or send a statement. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They don't care. So we have to keep speaking out, which is why, as I've got stronger and, and with the UKCV family, uh, Fiona's amazing campaign, um, you know about Truth Be Told, she's pushing and, and everyone's pushing us to speak. We're real people, you know. She was a real woman. She was an amazing mum. She was a nurse. She loved her life. You know, um, how dare you take her from us? How dare you be killing people and injuring people? They don't even know the outcome yet of their drugs or whatever you want to call it. I can't even call it a vaccine. You know, I don't, I don't even, it's not a vaccine. Um, and this is what she was questioning. Okay, yes, she went and had it. Yes, I took her. The worst thing I ever did in my whole life. Neither of us wanted it. Neither of us agreed with that. 
but it's that you know and i and i think you know a massive apology to i i wasn't somebody who was sort of slagging off the the unvaccinated but as a massive apology owed to them people um, lost family members who wouldn't talk to them they were absolutely mocked they've turned out to be completely correct in my opinion now obviously people who are pro-vax will say well you're talking nonsense well no my mother's still dead she's not here you know i've gone through this this isn't a rare side effect either um, in my opinion and what I'm seeing, people are coming to us because they're going through the same thing and they are at day one and some of them will never know the truth. And that is a fact. So, Yeah, this, this is something that's quite interesting about us in our, in our current fight and what we're doing in January is uh, I'm, you know, working with Fiona and other people that have been on this for like three years. And it is quite strange to me that... Um, the people that would have been what conspiracy theorists three years ago are yeah. it's not it's not about us being proved right but it's about us looking around and going well look here's the victims of, yeah. of what what you did and there's no we're not aiming it there is no division between vaxxers and anti-vaxxers anymore because yeah. most of the people i'm talking to are vaccinated at this point yeah. and suffered from it so so it's got nothing to do with that. It's about everyone was lied to. Everyone mm. in the country should be angry. That they should they be were raging, lying. yeah. And, and, and that is it, isn't it? Um, in terms of breaking through to people, people, people are terrified and they're terrified to think about the possibility. Yeah. Well, you've got to remember that a lot of people, obviously the majority have it in their system. So mm. I, I can understand that. Um, but I've had most of my the abuse towards myself in, in regards to my mum and my brother's deaths has been from Provax people. I've had nothing but I think one or two, but you know, well, she, she took it, um, so she, you know, it's her problems. Like, <laughs> okay, whatever you sort yourself out. But the majority of unvaccinated or people who were like myself and my mum going something's off um, have been nothing but compassionate about it, and actually. That's that's the that's the only good thing that's coming from this for me is to see the amount of care that's coming from people like UKCV family, like Fiona, truth be told, Vib UK, people supporting each other. That's that's really shown a wonderful side to humanity that I kind of given up on years ago, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean Fiona, as you know, she's up and down the country, just wanting to make sure that the vaccine injured and bereaved are at the front and are being listened to. So. Yeah, it's it's actually been a while since I've spoken to someone who is bereaved rather than injured. Um, yeah, you guys are people don't know Nick. That's because they they are questioning death certificates still. So oh, there's I, a lot. Yeah, there's a I lot. Of, as you well know. Yeah. Well, I know that you know this started with the oldest age bracket, so people basically aren't going to think about it because no. it was thought exactly. To be Anyway. I mean, the four four big factors you, you you've taken lockdown, winter, the older generation, and they in lockdown you can't you couldn't have seen your GP, and you've given them a trial jab, trial vaccine. Wow, I mean that's just beyond now. Looking at it, you just think what an absolutely psychotic situation. What were they doing? Well, we know what they were doing. Well, yeah, the amount of people that might not realise is 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 really really scary. I mean. I've, I've got a family member who had a serious injury in the last um, year or two. I'm the only one that's considering it. And like, mm. you know, it's, it's awkward that I even am. So I don't, I don't really push and it. You, but... Yeah. You do what you do and, and you're getting questioned by, yeah, that's yeah. Staggering. Well, yeah, that, that's it is it's not, it's not any kind of theory anymore. It's not kind of, mm. we're not talking about a possible future that we're warning about. And in fact, I mm. get a bit, I get a little bit irked by people that have moved on to talking about CBDCs and and stuff like this. Yeah. That's whatever. Okay, you've you've read the WEF playbook. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> I just I don't see it as very important compared to this. Um, yeah. And and yeah, the way I I was phrasing it to well my my dad who sort of turned on this issue is why are these people not front of the queue for our tax money like i think that should appall the public this ukraine yeah. business the fact that so we they're openly pledging so much of our money to whatever's going on over there 
Meanwhile, I, I can't think of anyone who would deserve tax money more than yeah. the people who have been injured or bereaved by this. Well, look at the VDPS. I mean, they're a shambles at best. I mean, they should be scrapped and, and the whole thing needs to be restructured. I mean, they um, are turning down, I think it's 60% uh, for disability. Uh, for, uh, they, you have to show 60% disability to get any help from them in regards to the vaccine injured. Um, and you just think... You could, the government, oh, you know, we talk about governments, we expect them to behave like this, but you can find, what was it, 37 billion they found for the um, for the app. You can yeah. find all of the money that you need to find like that for your PPE contracts, but you can't, I mean, 120,000 for my mother's life. Well, most importantly to me is the piece of paper about saying you've been awarded this because of, so that to me is admittance. That to me is more important. You couldn't put 120 trillion in front of me. I don't value it at all. She's not here. Vaccine injured, go, uh, for them, they have got, I mean, just speaking to them um, the other week, and they've got injuries on top of injuries now. So where they've been ignored, and obviously I'm not going to name names, it's not for me to, to speak, but they've all said I can speak honestly about this. Where they've been ignored by their doctors and doctors that they've gone to when they originally had an injury from the vaccine, they now have further problems on top of that that were number one avoidable at that time had they've been treated properly and number two are now irreversible a lot of them and i pray for every single one of them because they're beautiful they're just amazing they're amazing the, the vax injured i don't know how they do it but they have been completely ignored we need clinics now for them they could set that up tomorrow they know full well they could um, I don't know how good long COVID clinics are. I really don't know. But I, if you've got those or at least that information out there in place, why on earth can you not do it for the other side of the coin? Because actually, I mean, I, I don't know enough about uh, these long COVID clinics or if there is anything really up, but they talk about long COVID doctors helping. But even that's really sparse as well. Well, I'm my understanding. I'm pretty sure everything you're suggesting was basically done in 2020 when this thing called COVID rolled around in the first place. It was like, okay, yeah. well, we need infinite money for everyone. Um, yeah. We're not allowed to go to work. So uh, clearly we can afford this. And <laughs> let's, let's build some hospitals around yeah. the place and then not use them. So, yeah, yeah. You, you've demonstrated all of this is perfectly possible. It's perfectly possible. I mean, my mum was um, she in her in her student days. She worked in the Nightingale Ward um, in St Thomas's, where Boris Johnson was back in her day. And she used to talk about how the complexity of setting up Nightingale Wards and the costs just back then. And obviously, they were doing the Nightingale Wards for COVID with all of the um, obviously the the ventilators, etc. And she was just like, the money for that is well, we know it's through the roof. But hearing it from her as a medical you know woman. Um, was you know was you know she 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 used to play it down a lot but you know she was incredibly intelligent um and had such a passion for medicine even after her retirement but to have this i mean 120,000 is pathetic it's a lot of money for a lot of people but for vaccine injured in particular you know i've had people go oh you will want some compensation do you well excuse me to be blunt but we have funerals to pay for we have vaccine injured who need medical care today not in six weeks time even today and that's what the APPG meeting was about. Um, well, one of the reasons that we all went to the APPG as many as we could back in October. Um, Andrew was there, Andrew Bridgen, uh, Asim Malhotra was there. Um, and it was to talk about how we can move forward because the VDPS is not fast enough, how the vaccine injured and bereaved can get the support and particularly for the vaccine injured, the, the, the clinical help they need now. These doctors don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking for. So that's why you've got to speak to the vaccine. They've got to keep, you know, engaging with them because they have got so much to teach the, the medical profession, sadly. Well, it's mad. It seems from my conversations I'm having, it seems like you have to be a doctor that's aware of what's going on to yeah. be invested in this rather than the whole establishment. It's, yeah. It is people like Asim Malhotra, like John says, He's, you know, looking at his his PET scans and stuff, but mm. he's not in a bigger network of cardiologists that are all doing this together. It's kind of as if, like, well, there's just a few of them that are helping all of the vaccine injured. It just, it sounds yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
yeah, I mean, it's. I think this year is is just the sad to say, but the absolute avalanche of cases now, and there's a lot anyway. But I just think more and more is coming, and those that have died, um, I think for those families that are and those loved ones who are always going to question it or don't know, because as I say, I have them speaking to me on the groups and speaking to other bereaved as well, is don't lose hope because I think so much more information is coming out and there is no time limit on this. So mm. we can always go back. Like I was, you know, it's, it was, it was our little mum. The thought of a post-mortem was just, you know, horrendous, but she would be like, no, practical it has to be done. We had that information for the pathologist. There's a lot of people that postmortems didn't happen that I'm hearing about that should have. Um, so I think, but but with the information that's coming out and with people with their death certificates, with the information that's happened to their loved ones, I think in time, I hope in time, they will get answers, some of them. But like I say, I'm blunt about it. There's a lot that we'll never know. Yeah. And that is a, a justice for our mum is what we were fighting for. You know, we wanted justice for our mum. And if that experience can help people to, you know, to, coming forward to us now, my experience, others, other bereaved people's experience can help them say, okay, well, actually, you know, and solicitors are not cheap. You know, Peter was amazing and he did an awful lot. Um, and a lot that I, I know he didn't necessarily uh, bill me for, um, but he did a lot. And we, but my brother and I had the funds. A lot of people don't have it, um, you know, if any of that money comes through for, for my family, I will be putting a chunk away for legal issues. I can promise you that I've just started. I'm just starting with this. And I've, there's something that's I'm in the process of looking into developing that I'll come back to you on in the future that I hope was going to be of some help. But that's something that's um, early days at the moment, but I'm, I'm hoping I want to support people and help people that have been where, where we were because it is, it is dark mm. and it is very lonely. No, you're right that it's it's the beginning of a really, really, really long fight. But I feel like there's yeah. an inevitability about it. And yeah. and yeah, this January with developments like it being mentioned in the House of Commons, um, and the media going into full attack mode of Andrew Bridge and um yeah. it's all very, very revealing. Um and and it's yeah. just you, you can't fob this off by saying, oh, no, it's racist to talk about vaccine damage. This is just... Yeah. And I wonder how this is for people like you. How offensive is that? Because I haven't had my life destroyed by this, but I can't Ooh. believe what's going on in the House of Commons. Well, it's becoming clearer and clearer to me every day that I am really living in a parallel universe. You do sort of see that world. I mean, there was that disgusting photo of the AstraZeneca boss, Pascal Soriet. I think that's how you say his name or chief executive, I think it's sorry, Pascal anyway, being knighted by, well, now King Charles. And it was put on their Twitter page, um, AstraZeneca. So everybody from myself, Vib UK members, UK CV members, we just bombarded that tweet and they had to take it down. But you just think to yourself, am I, am I missing something here? How are you? How are you boasting about this? I mean, just to see him being knighted, whether you you know, royalist or not, doesn't matter. It's gross. We've got when they talk about the COVID deaths, and as I say, my brother went into ICU in in January twenty. No, he went in. Sorry, December twenty twenty one. He died in January twenty twenty two due to due to going in with COVID. Um, but you know, he didn't die obviously from COVID. He died with it. But I know how serious it can be. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, for me, I've had it like a nasty flu. For him, it was he had health issues. It was it it was really tough. And he was due to come out. He there was a window of opportunity for him. Um, but to have the COVID deaths, we're told about the COVID deaths and the long COVID illnesses, which I am fully respectful of. I've lost my amazing brother. Um, to have those numbers be more important than the vaccine deaths and injuries, which coming going forward, in my opinion, as I said, are going to go right up when they can finally stop messing around with the numbers. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, how is one less or more important? It, Do you know what it, I'm saying? And you're knight, you're knighting somebody for this? And he, because he absolutely was a disgraceful in, in how he was talking about the the 
the small deaths and injuries from 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 the vaccine. You know, he was just absolutely putting it down, which of course he would do. Um, the fact is, we shouldn't even we shouldn't be comparing. The I know, piles I know. Anyway, I know. I piles exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <sighs> Yeah, that's yeah. what we're looking at. We have another yeah. pile over here, and um, what I always sort of point out to people is like, well, every life saved by the vaccine is based on modelling and a prediction, and is unprovable. Mm. And every single person who's bereaved or injured from yeah. this thing has causation, basically, because yeah. you're not really allowed to talk about it until you're that sure. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so yeah, on, if we are to compare the numbers mm. well all of these are confirmed and none of these are yeah i know i mean and the other thing as well just just to um it's just popped in my head so apologies for diverting but i just wanted to bring up suicides because um there are suicides in the groups um because we have i mean you've got to remember with i mean obviously for bereavement and any kind of bereavement we're all going to go through grief it is a part of the cycle you do sort of want to to go but with the with the vaccine injured, um, we're getting suicides in the group because going back to what you're saying, with the with the lack of acknowledgement and the lack of help, their bodies are, you know, and I, as I say, I keep saying it, I hope every single one of them gets their health back, but some of them may not. And their bodies are injured. It's not a side effect, it's an injury. It's very, very different. And to, to, to hear people taking their lives because their own doctors discrediting what they're saying. You know, these were people going to work, people going to the gym, people with families, their, their, their bodies are alien to them now, to some of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And the injuries are just, I keep saying it, but are just vast. I have, my mum had osteoporosis um, at the end of her life and was in a lot of pain. And I've been hearing about the vaccine injury talking about real dense bone pain, dislocation of joints. Now who goes around having dislocated joints because of a vaccine? I'm, sometimes I'm just lost for words. No, it's an absolutely mind-blowing range of symptoms. Yeah. I've, I, apart from um, Vicky and Charlotte, their husbands both died under pretty similar circumstances. Yeah. Everybody else I've talked to, I've learned new names of yeah. conditions. Every single one has been a different um case and when it comes to the bereavement like we we really do need to dwell on the added trauma of this being fobbed off off thing because losing uh someone so close to you it is the most traumatic thing you go through in your life like a husband or a, uh, or a mum or something like that it it's you know we only yeah. have a few of those moments in life um and then you've got this huge added trauma of of having to of it turning into a fight yeah it was a fight it was and go and think you're going crazy as well um as i say the gaslit thing is is very true but this is um you know this is like elon musk or not this is why i'm really happy to be on twitter because you get the odd crazy but but with 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 certain platforms as you well know you get shut down you can't speak but Coming together and feeling that support last year was was massive for me as somebody who'd lost them both um, within a year of each other. So that was, but but that that camaraderie and that community spirit it's building. And we, you know, UKCV family, I know Vib UK as well. All of the different groups, Fiona's Truth Be Told, you know, anybody who's watching this, come forward because we're going to support you. You know, we're here. And, um, you know, you're not on your own because there's a lot that are and they they're so relieved to have found us. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what happened to my mum or that's what happened to my you know, husband. Or So, yeah, the support is there. We are here and we will help where we can. We'll do what we can. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it is, it is positive and optimistic. Mm. And it does. It does give you. It rebuilds that faith in yes. humanity because there is yeah. you know, there is a there is a balance to it. It's just that we're all muddling our way through. And yeah. There's days when you're just livid and you're raging, but you know if you can, you know that you can offload to somebody who's going through the same thing. Yeah, um, that really helps as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've sort of skimmed off this topic, but I want to bring it back quickly to you mentioned the vaccine damage payment scheme mm. and i like to reiterate this that there's there's a misconception with this whole thing that it is compensation and it's not it's supposed mm. to be a immediate support payment yeah. for 
people injured or bereaved pretty as soon as it happens it's not supposed to be um what cushions you for the rest of your life that's not what it is it's supposed to help you out in the here and now with the things like that you were describing like funeral costs and uh, and a mortgage and bills and such like because obviously you're in a position where you can't work and yet it's taking it the the few people that have got it uh, it's it takes them over 12 months to get yeah. it that's pretty much just recouping the- yeah um, exactly legal costs everything I mean I'm we're into I mean I I wasn't as I say fussed about it I, I want that piece of paper though but um Peter Todd said look you know you need to apply for this and it, we think we are 14 15 months now um yeah exactly so Another pattern um, from talking to everybody is that the doctors and other such professionals, they seem to be, it's very black and white between whether they get it and they're helpful or whether they are completely fobbing the whole situation Mm. off. So you've talked to a lot of injured people, I presume. And um, is this, it's anxiety, it's all in your head? How common is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of that. Oh, very, very. I mean, I... I would say 99% of the vaccine injured that I'm speaking to, only now a few of them are getting doctors to turn a little bit towards it. Okay, maybe maybe that it's it's so bad. It is. It's not even black and white. It's completely uh, from what they're telling me. Um, it's in your head. It's a health issue that's just suddenly started, or or or. You know, is there something in your family, family line? It's all, they just won't, don't, won't acknowledge it. And this is what uh, UKCV in particular with, with the leaflets, they try and put them, you know, if they can get them to GP surgeries, you know, um, it's trying to get that information out there. If you've got any of these um, reactions or, or so, I hate to use the word side effects because they're not, they're injuries, um, but to step forward um, because these doctors are not, they don't want to acknowledge it, but I'm not remotely surprised. I am appalled at the medical profession as the daughter of a nurse, knowing how passionate my mum was in her career. To, I, we expect it from pharmaceuticals and governments and media. We know what they're like. We expect this, but the medical profession has appalled me from mm-hmm. the doctors to the coroners to, what are you doing? Your oath, we keep talking about their Hippocratic oath. It was like sacrosanct to my mother. First do no harm. And if somebody comes to you, shouldn't you be looking at every avenue? And maybe it'll turn out that it isn't anything to do with a booster or a vaccine that you've just had. But shouldn't you be questioning everything? Because even Pfizer, I think they're they're in trial still until this summer, aren't they? May? I think they're still in trial. So on the other side of it, to be fair to the doctors, if the pharmaceuticals haven't yet, don't even know what their toxic substances are doing, why would the doctors know? And this is another thing UKCB family are doing is trying to get more doctors to talk and be on board because they have literally, I'd say 99%, as I say, of them that I speak to are just completely and utterly, you're, you're, it's in your head, you're imagining it, etc. And so they're trying to get them to speak to them. Because you're going to learn everything from the vaccine injured. You're going to learn so much, as I keep saying. Yeah, that's that's how it feels to me. Is from, right, acknowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah, it feels like these um, people in this position, they become medical experts bloody quickly out of necessity. Out of necessity, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm starting to take that in by osmosis. I shouldn't be able to pronounce vaccine-induced thrombiosis, thrombocytopenia, but I can. Yeah, um, I know, yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's it. It doesn't make any sense to me that um, a doctor, you know, you, you go into a doctor's surgery, you have symptoms. You're not saying, I know that this is the problem, but there's there's clearly a problem here. Yeah. And these problems extend way beyond, like, what could be considered psychosomatic. But then I suppose this also goes hand in hand with doctors somehow being able to ignore no long-term safety data because i completely discount this idea about oh there's new data coming to light the whole point was that it's unsafe until it's proven safe so it was always unsafe because you haven't proved that it's safe yet so Mm. so again all, all the doctors sort of ignored that they ignored 
a lot of facts about COVID. I know everyone's got all their theories, but I don't think you can argue that the average age of death was like 82 um, and this this kind of stuff. I mean, that I can't trust doctors after this. No, no. Well, my brother, if he was here today, if he had had come out of ICU, as I say, there was a window of opportunity that he was doing better. My brother had health issues, but he'd be he'd be completely agreeing with you. And he would he wasn't vaccinated. And I remember saying to them, I see you if you even think about not treating him properly or or you have a, a any go at a member of my family because he's not vaccinated after we lost our mother to it. You will be dealing with my solicitor because, you know, he, 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 there's no way he could risk taking it. Um, but they they didn't really even even in ICU they were like your brother was between a rock and a hard place if he took the vaccine so even they were saying it to me and I was like what and they were like well because we don't know enough ICU are saying that to me and I was just like wow okay Mm. um and, and 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 on the other hand they still don't know enough about obviously COVID you know how this mess in the I noticed we don't really talk anymore about how this mess started where it started from how it started well, you know, I've got several, you know, we've all got our theories and questions, but I'd love to know why, you know, why this happened in the first place. I, I agree with you that even to talk about that, you, you get put back in the anti-vaxxer camp. When yeah, I bring bad. that when I bring that up as a topic of conversation, like, well, what is COVID? How are we even yeah. defining it? Is anyone actually like interested in in what this was? Am I crazy for saying yeah. that it's might have been produced um these are such legitimate questions considering like you what is done everyone no matter who you are lost two years of your life Um, so i mean you you know as well as i do that what we're dealing with is sort of it's like apathy and people just not wanting to sort of look any further into it i just want to go back to how it was well we're not going to go back to how it was thank goodness Um, but, you know, when, when we're, I mean, uh, we're talking about children, teenagers being jabbed with this now. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you're, you're messing around with teenagers in puberty. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, the amount of young women in their 20s and 30s where monthly cycles are just gone. Menopausal women who have told me and they've been menopausal for quite some time. All of a sudden they've like they're 20 years old again, you know, to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what if that's happening to women, what's happening to men? And they wanted to jab teenagers and children, which is already um going on um the fact that they even think about going near babies is terrifying and that is where that is where i think i hope this year a lot more is going to come out that we can make sure that doesn't happen um because they're talking about the six months six month old i know that's floating around at the moment i don't know where it's at but let that 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 must not happen we can't let that happen yeah i feel like sometimes when they when they have some politicians shuffle off stage and bring a new one in and people forget mm. just how nasty it was but i think it's worth looking at some clips of sajid javid again and just how sort of yeah. desperately he was all there was a point where all that mattered was like as many jabs in as many arms as possible and to yeah. the point where it's like okay well that person's never going to get it we have these unvaccinated people might as well get five in them we've just got a stockpile yeah. going yeah um yeah. And, and so this is it. It's like they're still doing it. They're still to, telling you to do this. But it, the public has accepted that COVID is not ruling their lives anymore. And yeah. I think because they're fed up of it. Like, oh, no, we don't want to know. I'm not doing COVID anymore. But please reckon with the fact that tons of lives were destroyed for. Yeah. Honestly, I think people just enjoyed being in a movie. And that's yeah. what caused all of this. Ooh. Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's a dangerous virus. So yeah. let's do everything we're told. Um because yeah. I was in yeah, I was in a position where I I kind of knew that you need a certain amount of people to not get this, else you're waving goodbye to to a lot of freedoms. And you know, I'll yeah, I'll be one of those those people. Um I don't think that people recognize that if there weren't that critical mass, we'd be in such a worse position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I agree. And, and just um, and my mum was, uh, you know, retired, but she was going, this doesn't make sense. And I know she had it, I know, and she warned people about it as well. And I didn't, you know, neither of us were happy with it, but she just got exhausted from the constant barrage. And she, um, 
she used to say, I know I've been out of medicine a long time, but the facts don't change. Vaccines for diseases is one thing, it, whether you like vaccines or not. I mean, I, I'm, I can understand the, the theory behind the actual disease vaccine. So, you, just, you know, you, you, all, of, all of the ones that we all had when we were younger. But the viruses, as far as she understood, you can't vaccinate against viruses. She said, why do you think you have Zovirax in the chemist still for the cold sore on your, on your lip? you know, or, or the, 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 the standard cold and flu that goes around. Why is there no actual proper vaccine for those? Because viruses, she said, okay, there's a lot I, I don't know now because I've been retired so long, but the basics of nursing and medicine is viruses that you can't vaccinate against them. And I'm still puzzled as to how they've gotten away with pushing this idea of calling it vaccine at us. Because that, that's, that whole fear mongering, People forget very quickly. You're absolutely right. They forget very quickly. And you just need to go back to, yes, the politicians, the, uh, the, the Chris Whitties, the rest of them. Oh, wow. I mean, when I see them on TV, I literally want to put my foot through the screen. The nonsense they were spouting hmm. cost, cost lives. And, you know, these are, these are my people. This is my mum. That was my brother with your bullshit. And these are people's loved ones this could be yours next don't you know and and again without getting into you know speaking about things that i medically don't know about because we don't know yet you should be really angry that the government are not looking at the cases of bereaved and injured because if you are pro this why on earth would you not want this investigated do you know what i'm saying if you're pro having this why would you not want this looked at so it can be fine-tuned as far as i can say it should all be in the bin but if you're pro it you're going to think differently why would why why wouldn't you be angry that they're not looking into this yeah th this was another it's very thing. odd well it was hailed as um as the greatest scientific breakthrough before it even begun that was the thing yeah. this game sarah gilbert i oh, mean i really want yeah. people to look at that and and like what did she, she was getting this huge round of applause at Wimbledon? Oh, before. I walked out of the room. Oh. I love tennis, but I walked out. I went and got a bottle of wine because I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I was raging at that. Yeah, and the Barbie doll they made in her. I mean, it just—it is literally like I'm living in a in a. And I know it's not just me, which is I'm as I say, really grateful to the groups because you don't feel like you're alone. But you literally are like, you're buying this. You're you're buying this crap. Well, I, I think that's it, is the more that the more connectivity there is, the more these groups um, are forming and supporting each other and just mm. the better friends you become, the louder you all get and the less mm. mad you all feel and the more the numbers yeah. grow, um, which is why I feel so confident. I, like, I, I think it's going to be a shit show in London next Saturday because people are going to be so fucking angry. About yeah, I think so. Rightly so. Are you coming? Of course I'm coming, yeah. Good, I'll be there, good, good. Be nice to see you in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that'll be wonderful as well because I've been conducting all of this over Zoom and, and this yeah. is something that it's really worth getting through to everyone who's, who's watching. It ain't easy for people with injuries to come down and give a speech. It's, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But at the same time, we know that if we do this just on the internet, we end up in these echo chambers. I've just been banned from YouTube again. And like, you know, God bless everyone who's um, who's using the alternative platforms, but it just means we're cut off from yeah. people that don't already know. Um, yeah. But I, I, I really think the solution is just to sort of take it to the streets or take it to yeah. your MP's office and do stuff in person because um, it will get very lonely if you do it all on the internet and do it all through yeah. your phone. Not nice. No, no, no. Agreed, agreed. I mean, my, my MP is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, if you can, I mean, like UKCV have have MP tape um, template letters, so you can always say, look, you know, I want to support. Just go onto the websites and and send them a send them a message. And um, we, we're um, you know, I've, I've sent him like in my MP hundreds of emails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I even get an automated one now. Um, but there are a lot that will. That will reply and are, are going to, you know, listen to you. So I think it's worth just constantly pushing, constantly yeah. pushing this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is why we're we're having to. I mean, John Watts <laughs> famously jumped on talk uh, talk TV. God bless him. He inspired me because 
I was I was driving and pulled over because I could hear LBC talking about Hancock in the jungle back oh when was it November December and I was incensed and so I called up and managed to wriggle through and got on the phone to Matt Frey and to credit where credit's due he let me speak I was expecting to have the treatment that John got and get cut off but this is what we're doing I mean this is why Dr Malotra the other day on the BBC He's having to use that quickly to get this in, to get that out there. So people start questioning it, you know. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of people are not questioning this still. They're rolling up for their boosters. I do want to run this as a campaign because I actually did it a few years ago with some people basically ringing up LBC to get our talking points on. Yeah. And, like we felt a bit... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Good and... for you. But it's very strange because a lot of what I do, I end up feeling quite naughty. Like I burst in on Dr. Hillary at a book signing. Oh, um, good for you. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. But this is the point. It's like I'm having to do sort of like cheeky methods that you might I find in, in a Beano comic or something. <laughs> but, but it does actually it's... work. So any, yeah. any, anyone who's at a loss for something to do or is just twiddling their thumbs, honestly, call up LBC and talk radio and tie them in knots because yeah. they're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to like use words like Pfizer as um, John demonstrated. And that yeah. just shows them up for who they are. They go, oh, well, we can't talk about this because we'll get sued. And it's like, yeah. well, okay, but there's people's lives here. This guy, yeah. you know, disabled for life. And what's more yeah. important to you? So... Yeah. So I would love to see a lot more calls to radio stations because yeah. they, they do... It just takes that one person who's heard it to go, oh, as I snuck in on the, on, you know, my brother would have been like, good for you. You'd have said, go ahead. But I, I got in on the, look, my brother, and it's true, he went into ICU with COVID. And so they, they listened to me because they let, you can speak about that, you see. Isn't that so mad? Then, yeah, I said, but the year, the year before that, we lost our mum to the AstraZeneca vaccine and... You know, there's a clip of it now. Obviously, they did the clips. And to be fair, Matt let, let me carry on. I can see him waving at whoever just to let her speak. And so I was like, I'm going to get shut down, but I've got to quickly get it out. And if it if that reaches someone who's going to question this, good. Good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, yeah, the BBC and something like LBC, it's, it's not the echo chamber. And that's why it is so... Mm it's so important to take any kind of opportunities like that, that um, yeah. that we can, but also at the same time, I do just look at it all as, as theater, you know, I I've already brought it up, but these kind of responses um, like when Andrew Bridgen or Christopher Chope, Christopher Chope was the other one where um, he asked uh, whether the MP had watched safe and effective. And then he started talking about the moon landing and I'm like, yeah. I, just like you, what world are we even in? Yeah. These are not serious arguments. Another one was, did you see Dominique um, Samuels on, on GB? Uh, GB. Yeah, a week or two ago. And it was just, this is not an argument. This is a man having a meltdown at a woman basically just saying some facts. This mm. is this is absurd at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, she's fantastic as well. And GB News, I mean, you've been, do I, as I said, I was, when I was speaking to you earlier, I um, first found you on Twitter, but and obviously you got banned, <laughs> bless you. Um, but to get, get back on another account, will you? Because yeah, you know, you you've been doing this from the start. Oh, you need, okay, yes. Yeah, my, said, my, yeah. my yeah. phone is unfortunately banned, so I need a new set. It's, it's a weird one, because I did have another, I did have a new Twitter account for about two days, and because yeah. I lost everyone that I was following, I was kind of having stuff shoved in my face that just triggered the hell out of me. Like, people that... Uh, yeah, people I'd forgotten about because I'd muted and blocked them because they're, yeah. they're not going where we're going. You know, we're talking about mm. wokeness or something as if that's the the hot topic of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it really annoys me because I'm not, I don't get paid for this. And this isn't me saying like blah, 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 and woo woo. But, no. but there are people that have like a career as a journalist. And there are, and mm. there are even many people that have these careers as a journalist who claim to sit outside the mainstream and talk about how the mainstream is all woke. And they're still not covering this because yeah. they don't want to lose their their YouTube channel. Um, yeah. and it sickens me, to be honest, because it's life and yeah. death. It, that, that is it. And, and as, as you said, this isn't some movie. This isn't some video. This is this is, yeah, this is my mum. That's someone's husband, as Charlotte Wright. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of her you know, interviews and just been like, wow, amazing, because 
you know, a young mum and 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 uh, Stephen's family who've lost their son. They've lost, you know, uncle, brother, and you just think these are actually real people who would. They did, you know, as I say, my mum was really questioning it, but wanted to do what they felt was right. And, you know, we keep hearing that and we keep hearing about being on the right side of history, but that is a fact. These journalists and, and, the, and the medical profession, the judgment that's going to come for this amount of time to do nothing and not speak up. We're not talking about the first early days of it here. We're talking about three years almost now mm. since... And obviously, I believe it was running around 2019 anyway. But um, you're going to seriously be judged on this. Um, thank goodness I'm not going to be doing the judging because I would, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would lose the will with 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 the medical profession. And what I'm seeing is appalling. Appalling. This is what makes me feel quite safe in what I'm doing. It's like okay, yeah. there's not there's not a huge amount of rewards right now, but. Um... Hey, I've checked my receipts early, you know, like there's a lot of, I hope there's a lot of people that are going to get into tremendous trouble mm. as a result yeah. of it. No, there needs to be, uh, well, we need justice for this, the truth of justice. So <laughs> that's going to be a long battle. But um, no, people like yourself, people like Fiona, people like GB News, uh, UK Column, from the start have been supporting and questioning this. So, you know, that's not going to be forgotten at all. Yeah. No, I, you're not going to forget the names who actually like spoke out, and and you're also no. you're not going to forget who was silent. But um, the the more, yeah, the more of these stories I hear, the more this um, it's because I hear people's reasons for getting it, and so many of the people that have been injured or bereaved were skeptical, and they mm. were thinking like, should I be doing this at the time? And that's that's completely kind of spun my head a bit and I, to I totally do see it as well it's it's the people versus the government yeah 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 there's a there's a, a good uh maybe you're, you could have a chat with him I don't know there's a doctor called Dr Cartland he's on Twitter I'll send you his details anyway but he um he's he's just weary with his profession because he's speaking out I think he has been for quite some time but I don't know if you know Dr Cartland mm -hmm. Not personally, but no, no, but you know of him, yeah. But he's just been, um, yeah, he's been really vocal. So, but it's just not enough. I mean, what are they doing? I think this year the dam is breaking, as we're all mm -hmm. saying. But it feels it. I can feel it. I can yeah. feel the change. Um, there's too many of us. I can feel the energy. Sadly, ahead of next Saturday, I can. Yeah, yeah. It's going to kick off. Well, no, John we Watt will be there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've yeah. seen John giving a speech. John giving a speech yeah. to an enormous crowd in London. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. The I'm man's not... got a heart of a lion. I know. I know he's got heart issues, but he has the heart of a lion, and all of them do. They're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. That that was the other thing I wanted to to check is like how much strength do you get from the other people? In oh, this so much support. Yeah. So much support because it is, you know, you hear people say it about stuff. Oh, you know, I don't feel so alone. You don't because I was on my, you know, amazing family and everything. But, you know, it's your mum and then your brother goes and you're like, do you know what, can I do this? I'm, I'm exhausted and I just want to go home, you know. Mm. I just want to go home to my mum. And, you know, home is, for me, it was always, you know, you're going home on the weekend means wherever mum is. So I'm not the only one. There's sadly a lot of bereaved, and but my anger is now fueling me to do something, as I say, that I'll come back to you on if I can get it in place. That's going to help those that I hope will help those that have been completely and utterly fobbed off and shoved under the carpet because that was what was happening to my mum's case. And it's, it's criminal. Do your job. You're a coroner, you're a pathologist, you're in the medical profession, you should be doing your job. And to have to have general public threaten you with legal action is just... And you're in a state yourself, you're in a state of grief. So, you know, you're running around in the dark, that's how it feels. Uh, yeah. But now, yeah. Well, even if you're the first one that has to kick this door in, it sounds like by doing it, you'll make it easier for people that have to do it afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of the groups and, and and but you know they've got various. I obviously wouldn't speak about it. But they've got various legal things pending, so there's a lot of push 
towards justice and we will get it. It's the last thing I do. It's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and as I say, people coming forward, my heart's just breaking for them. They, they want to know what happened to their mums or their partners or their children, even teenagers. I mean, the stuff we're hearing. Um, but we will get there. I've got a really strong feeling that we are we are getting we're getting somewhere. So, yeah, you're not on your own if you're out there. We're here. And um, yeah, come come and join any of the groups, share any of the stories as well. Because I notice with Twitter every day, vaccine deaths, vaccine injuries, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, mRNA, people are just hashtag the living daylights out of any of our stories. Because if it's on social media, we're okay with that. Go to the groups, see what they're doing, promote them, hashtag them. It's get the words getting out there. You never know who's going to read your tweet and go, oh yeah, okay, I'm not going to have that booster next Saturday, or. You could just potentially, without being dramatic, but you could potentially save somebody from making, in my opinion, probably the most deadly error you're going to make. My mum's gone. Four days it took. So, yeah. Keep yeah. pushing. Keep pushing it, people, because it's working. We're doing it. It's working. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been it's been a great conversation. Yeah. So people... If people are in the same boat, they just have to search UKCV family. Yeah, you're vaccine injured, you're vaccine bereaved, you're trying to support um, somebody who is. Come, we will, um, we will, uh, you'll have to tick a few boxes to make sure you're not some weird troll. <laughs> other than that, yeah, the support is there. And um, yeah, we welcome anybody. And as I say, share Vib UK, UKCV, Fiona, truth be told, be there next Saturday, 21st, outside the BBC, marching to Downing Street. Um, it's the place to be. We're going to be a lot of us speaking, so I look forward to meeting you as well properly. Oh, you too. <laughs> okay. Take care.